Hello and welcome to the 79th episode of Downtime Podcast. Alisa, how's it going? It's good. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. When this episode comes out, it will officially be Thanksgiving for the United States. Happy Turkey Day. Today I saw a movie called Widows, Ooh. and it was really good. I It's a crime thriller, a crime drama, and it was very exciting. It has Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Viola Davis and Liam Neeson. Oh, cool. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty epic cast, and a lot of, um, let's just say... I'm not surprised, Liam Neeson. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, in in what respect? Like, just he's just being. Liam I'm just Neeson. not. I'm not surprised that Liam Neeson is Liam Neeson. So, oh, okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, of course, Liam, of course. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like Liam Neeson being Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson being Liam Neeson. I will say that I love Viola Davis and Daniel, and I I really like Daniel from Get Out and uh, Viola Davis. I know she has a TV show called How to Get Away with Murder, but I haven't really seen it. But so this is actually like one of the first times that I've seen her acting, and she's great. I I oh man, that was that was a good that was a good one, a good role. Also, she's hella fit. Oh wow, <laughs> she's, okay super fit i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she's really toned because uh the point it's not a spoiler the point of the movie is that she's training to avenge her husband who got murdered in a um kind of his her husband is involved in gangs and was killed like during a um during one of his missions so She's okay. kind of avenging him, and also because he was a super suspect person, and like he built a record on himself. They're targeting Viola, who is the widow now, mm-hmm. and um, she has to defend herself. Oh, okay, interesting. So, quite enjoyed it. Very good. Nice. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a pretty good movie. Yeah. I actually watched a movie today with Daniel Kaluuya as well. <laughs> coincidence um i watched uh johnny english reborn with my friend he's never seen he's never seen any johnny english movies so we watched the first and the second one back to back and he loved it um basically the johnny english movies for those who haven't seen it are parodies of spy movies but particularly the james bond movies in general um it's just it stars rowan atkinson as the titular character bean come through yeah, he's uh if you know Mr. Bean, he's known for his physical humor and not speaking a word, but of course his character in these Johnny English movies he speaks, but also you still get the physical humor, which is awesome, and you get a little bit of the uh the 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 dialogue humor as well. And I think it's a, I think the movies are really fun. Like they're not the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think they're really fun, especially for the spy genre. I love these kind of spy movies. So mm-hmm. This is definitely something that's up my alley, and I just love Rowan Atkinson as a person. I think he's a he's a great guy, and he's really he's funny. Awesome, yeah. And he uh, he did a Reddit AMA recently to promote his, the third Johnny English movie that came out in October, 
And he just seems like a really genuine and wholesome person. I, I, if I could meet him one day, I would. I know. I really like the Mr. Bean TV show. That was one of my favorite things growing up because um, they showed a lot of his stuff on PBS and KQED. And I'm yeah. glad to see that he's still doing stuff. And I also love Daniel Kaluuya. So that yeah. man can do no wrong. <laughs> He's such a wholesome person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched uh, Fantastic Beasts this past weekend. Oh, I am going to watch that. So yes, I am. Like that's a movie I legit plan on watching this cool. this weekend. Yes, please do because it's it's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to say anything about that other than that it's a fun movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? What else? Uh, let's talk about games. All right. So. The day before Black Friday, we're just going to go into it for Black Friday. Um, we've talked a little bit of what we're going to buy, but we'll just kind of go more in depth. We actually have a um, friend of the podcast and my personal friend, Kevin. He actually, cr- on the Discord, join our Discord, yes. uh, www.downtime.live, follow the link. But um, Kevin, legit, he posted an Excel spreadsheet summarizing the deals that are happening on Friday. He came through. He did come through. So shout out to you, Kevin. Thank you so much for putting that together. I think that's super awesome. Yes, I know. Um, my personal. So I on the previous podcast, I said that most likely I'm going to buy No Man's Sky and Stardew Valley on Steam. And then if it's and then I'm you see, now that I saw the price, I might buy Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It's seventeen dollars. Oh, Walmart. my. You got to get it. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, that is a good deal. Yeah, that's a, that, honestly, that's a steal. Oh my yes, god, it is an incredible <laughs> steal. That game, you know, that game is was pretty expensive, uh, regular price ish. So, and the fact that this game is now being used at EVO and it's a common fighting game, it's very popular. This is a steal for anyone interested. Yeah, if you like fighting games and you like Dragon Ball, you're gonna love this game. That's all. Yes, definitely. Um, a few of my, a few things that are catching my eye, but I'm like, hmm, not sure yet. Is um, GameStop has uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for twenty seven dollars. I might buy that as a gift for someone, but I, I'm just kind of like, hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, God mm-hmm. of War is gonna be seventeen dollars at GameStop, and oh that one is God. like a, huh? All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, tempting. It's teasing huh. me again. <laughs> beard stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Kratos beard stroke. Kratos beard stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck to anyone who gets this shit. Red Dead 2 is going to for Xbox is gonna be ten dollars at Walmart. What? <laughs> God bless you, whoever gets that. <laughs> Y'all are gonna fight the shit out of that. <laughs> I know. Jesus. Um, I'm glad I'm not an Xbox owner. <laughs> I know. Well, and the and you know the crazy thing is like this is the best version of it too. So it's like, oh, oh Jesus. Oh, well, oh my god. Good luck to everyone. Good luck to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um so my disapp- okay, so PlayStation 4 is having a Spider-Man bundle for 199, which is a very good deal. It 
looks like this bundle is going to be in a lot of stores and online, so you shouldn't have to worry. But I am just a little bit disappointed that the PS4 Pro is not available on Black Friday. Mm. Yeah. Because that, that, that discount would have been a wonderful gift giver for, for me personally. Um, because I have a, f- I know a few people who would like a PlayStation, but at this point it's like, you might as well get the PS4 Pro, so. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, but I mean, 199 for a Slim and Spider-Man is a steal. Like, that is legit a really good steal if you don't have the console. Yeah, and at this point I would assume most people have it, but of course there's always going to be more users playing <laughs> PS4, so. Definitely. Who don't have it. Who don't yeah. have the console yet. And I think that's awesome. I mean, you get a free game with the PS4. Yeah. You can't get any better than that. Exactly. And for basically $200. That's a, that is a steal. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the last thing that I want to talk about, or the last thing that I have to talk about with Black Friday before we go on to what you're excited about, is that uh, Steam has not announced their autumn sale stuff. Or maybe they have, and I just haven't looked it up at the point of this podcast. But the Steam autumn sale is the twenty November 21st to 27th. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So, what you know, whatever gets revealed there, good luck, everyone as well. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be eyeing that, but I think this year for me, most of the games that I want are on the consoles, mm-hmm. not really not really PC. For sure. Um, I, I've expressed my interest for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, as well as Red Dead Redemption. I also want Sonic Mania, not sure which console yet, Okami for um, Switch. Yes, um, Okami! Yeah, I've never played it, still want, still need to play it. Um, I also want to get, um, what's it called? Uh, Overcooked 2. Yes! Oh my yeah. god! Overcooked I don't know which console to... yet. Still thinking. You already have four controllers. Yeah, I know. I need. I'm probably gonna get it for PS4 just to keep it consistent. Although I do like the mobility of the Switch. I know. That's like that's kind of why I want to get um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild for Switch. Hmm. Um, again, this. Is... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, really, Rana? I just Googled Overcooked 2 real quick. Why is the Nintendo Switch version the more expensive version by, like, $10? I have no idea. And I guess it's because uh, more people are buying it on the Switch. The first they bought most of the... Most makes people sense. bought the first one on the Switch. Okay, makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Um, and mind you, I was telling this before on the podcast that I, I'm probably going to buy all of my games on Switch digitally. And I actually prefer the digital games on Switch, so it's going to be more difficult finding sales for these keys, mm. since most most games on Black Friday are, are the physical ones that they, they yeah. put on sale. So, still waiting. Although the PS Store does have pretty good sales this year. It does. So, um, going to see if there's anything digital I can get on PS4, but uh, right now I'm just like waiting to see what else comes uh yeah no I'm, I'm probably gonna look at some stuff on steam too i definitely still have a ever-growing wish list on steam of pc games but they have to be the right price for me to pick them up because i won't buy just any game for a certain price yeah for sure and again this goes back to the yakuza thing yakuza games are probably going to be on sale for black friday and they're probably going to be like ten dollars or less so and yakuza play- kiwami is currently free this month <laughs> Yeah, so play it. I mean, play Yakuza games, please. Yep. Um. Oh, 
For anyone who wants to buy Valkyria Chronicles 4, another Sega game, it's going to be $40 on Black Friday, which I'm like, I should have waited if I knew you were going to drop the price that much. <laughs> drop the price by $20. I was like, oh my god, I need, a, I need to be less impulsive in October. But Yeah, yeah, I've learned to hold back and just wait. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, practice practice with me. Practice your your waiting abilities. I will because it's <laughs> bullshit. I can't believe you brought the price down that low at this point. <laughs> yeah, no. Same thing happened to my buddy, not really really with video games, but he bought a camera, uh, a certain model of a camera and then like after he bought it the new model came out and he's like, "Fuck, I could have waited." Yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, I know. yeah." I was like, it's like people like nothing wrong with buying things impulsively because you just never know when something else is going to come out that's better than that. Uh, and sometimes you do, but that's when you decide if you want to wait or not because the the current thing will be cheaper once the new thing comes out. But it's a whole process, you know. Definitely. It's all. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, no, I um we'll see what Black Friday brings us. Um uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to buy all the games I just mentioned. I'm just expressing my interest right now because there's always Christmas sales that come up, you know? So Black Friday shouldn't be the only day where you buy games. And there's also Cyber be. Monday. And then yeah. they will super discount things the week before Christmas. You just won't get it in time to give to people on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, So, yeah, honestly, I am probably going to do all of my shopping online this year. Not really in person since I want to spend more time with my family. I'll be out of the state as well. So it'll be interesting to see what how I'm going to spend this Black Friday at home. <laughs> you know what sucks? So I'm actually going on vacation for Thanksgiving as well out of state. And it's a state that has... Uh, so, okay. Really side topic <laughs> that's not video game related. I good. really want to splurge on some Uniqlo stuff ah. this Black Friday. And I was thinking, oh, the state I'm going to does not have sales tax. Oh, I am in the clear. It turns out that Oregon does not have a Uniqlo. And I was like, wow, <laughs> obviously, of course, this would happen to me. Uh-huh. So that's where I'm yeah. at in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's surprising? Hawaii doesn't have one either. And I'm going okay, there. Okay, Hawaii is more surprising, actually. Than exactly. Exactly. <laughs> If you think about it, though, it also makes sense because you got to admit that Uniqlo, although they have seasonal year-round stuff, is definitely more geared for winter clothing. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, but in general, uh, I, I think one opened recently, Uniqlo in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But um, before that, like they've never had one. Like Uniqlo has been so popular in California and the U.S. as a whole in the past few years. But they just never brought it over to the one state that was between its home country and the United States, which was kind of weird to me. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm going to buy. I don't think I'm going to buy any clothing this year. I think I'm just going to buy like digital stuff. Yeah. And just game games. Last year, the only clothing I bought was one T-shirt. And I'm like, OK, I'm satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> For I, like three dollars. Yeah. I think that in general, clothing is going to be one of those things that will always be discounted for the next four weeks. So there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just wish that Oregon had a Uniqlo. Do it online. Do your Uniqlo shopping online. I already did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I don't know what you're talking about then. <laughs> No, I I specifically wanted to uh so I got heat tech 
online and that's pretty nice. easy to get i i nice. wanted to buy jackets in person oh i love their jackets yeah i wanted to ja- yeah. yeah i wanted to get jackets in person just so that i can actually feel what's going on and try it yeah no i mean honestly like buying clothing online is always a hit or miss for me because the medium might be fitting as a small or the large might fit as a medium so i would never know and i prefer ordering shoes and just clothing in per like in in person or like if i order online i'll have it shipped to the store and mm-hmm. i can just go to the sh- go to the store try it on if i don't like it i'll just return it there mm-hmm. but uh i mean if i know how a shirt fits overall then i'll just order it online i'm like all right i already, i know what i want if it's cheaper online i'll just get it there yeah exactly i think that often like there's price matching now between online and in store totally yeah so yeah, I think Black Friday, um, it's like Black Friday I use for electronics and pr- and practical everyday things in my life now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to buy a rice cooker on Black Friday. Oh, that's a one. good one. That's a really Mine's good one. Mine's like falling apart. <laughs> that is a good one. I, I like, you know what I wish hat was like counted for Black Friday? What's that? Gr- groceries. <laughs> like <laughs> That would be awesome. Like legit. A lot of food is expensive, yes. especially grocery food. If Black Friday had a deal, oh my god, I'd be on that. Yeah, if they had like deals at Safeway or Costco or yeah. Trader Joe's or something. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco has pretty high tax mm-hmm. on everything, so it's kind of nice to have a sale once in a while. Let's talk about what we're playing. Elisa, what are you playing? Not too much I would like to talk about because uh, things are just going. Uh, First of all, I completed Valkyria Chronicles 4. Good game. Very good game. I think my favorite. I didn't play too many JRPGs this year. I did play some on the Vita, but this is is for sure my favorite uh, JRPG of 2018. So good, good work. Goodbye. And kept me on my feet in terms of the storyline the entire way so good stuff good stuff nice yes nice um in terms of of my gamefly account i st- i started back uh shenmue uh i'm most likely going to finish shenmue 1 and then i'm going to return gamefly and then if i ever need it again then i guess i'll use gamefly but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, That's fair. Yeah, I have. I um just started up Shenmue. I'm I've only been like four hours into the game, so I was never that far in the first place. But yeah, uh, yeah. I my tolerance of the controls and the movement, just because it's uh such an old such an older game, is cr- making me cringe a little bit. But like, it's okay. It's like, it's how I felt about Shadow of the Colossus, where the adaptation is still with the controls of that time. It's just something like, it's so jarring, but you have to get used to it, which I isn't understand. There a, uh, isn't there like different controller set, like options, like modern or classic? Are there? I could definitely check that because out it's actually so the con- so the buttons themselves aren't what what's bothering me it's the camera angles that i just it's like hard for me to maneuver oh okay yeah yeah i think there's two different styles of controller usage in the game like you could choose which buttons do what 
But I don't know if that changes the gameplay in any aspect. Okay. So, I mean, you could look into it. I'm, I still have yet to start it, but I will start it soon. For sure. Yeah. And then also I, um, I started up again uh, Persona 3 on my PS4 or PS3. So that's fun. Nice. And then um and then Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm just like chugging along. Like I like I said in the previous podcast, I'm like not motivated to finish the storyline anymore. This is just kind of, you know, what like a whatever game to me. Not in I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's how I felt about Skyrim, like I said. And I'm in a city called Rhodes now. So, I am I think I'm decently far in the game but uh, like i'm not completely into the storyline or finishing it like next week okay gotcha yeah um and then last but not least uh at at my job this week um i have a friend who has his personal playstation and his personal vr and he has it in kind of like the couch area so we played Tetris Effect for the first time, which is Tetris with some EDM beats. <laughs> and um, it's fun. Like, I was watching it the entire time. It, it, it's honestly, like, really, really fun because it's not just about placing the blocks in the right place. Uh, there's, like, some mechanic where you definitely have to do uh, kind of match with the audio. So okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's basically traditional. It's a it's a Tetris game except with to the beats of the music. I think is how I okay. interpreted it. It looks yeah. legit. It looks legit though. Like this is like just kind of like a fun passing game. Like when you're like playing when you're like at lunch or <laughs> right, right, right. It's like it's a fun spin on Tetris that doesn't take a lot of time. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I I mean I that that you sold me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll get that to be honest, but I I am interested in it. I've seen some gameplay videos. It's one of those games where if you know someone who has it, then you should play it from them. Yeah, just like to rent it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. 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 Yes. And... I'll just stop by my local Hollywood Video or Blockbuster to pick it up. Hey. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Cool, cool, cool. I mentioned last week that I finished Yakuza Kiwami Two. I'm actually still playing it. I'm finishing up the bouncer missions. And uh, for those that don't know, if you go to Club Debola, you can go to the bartender and do like special action missions for him, which involve you just like gunning down a bunch of guys. Or slicing through a bunch of guys, depending on your style of play. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking care of that right now. I'm trying to. I just want to finish it, just because, and I've still got the yakuza itch. So that's like kind of that mode itself is just kind of like scratching that itch for me. Yeah, um, and Project Judge or Project Eyes doesn't come out till I think December thirteenth. So. Oh, it's coming out in the West December thirteenth, or just in Japan? Oh, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Because I think, is it simultaneous or is it, uh, are they doing it like together, like an international and Japanese release? You know what? I am not sure anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I only ask because the, these kind of games from the Ryuga Kotoku studio, they usually take a while to translate and make it over here, and they have to, like, generate interest first. So, But, I mean, I think there's enough interest from the Yakuza games since people are buying them and they're showing that they want to play these style of games. So, I mean, Judge Eyes isn't too far from the series itself. I'd consider it more of a spinoff yeah. than an actual game because a game, like, set within the, the confines of the Yakuza franchise because... It's set in Komurocho, and that itself is like already yell- screaming at Yakuza. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it comes out next year. I'm not sure to be honest, but I do want to play it, and I do want to pick it up. And that's like probably number two on my list right now of games that I really want to buy that haven't come out yet. Yeah, for sure. So, number one, of course, is being Animal Crossing. <laughs> um. So uh, another thing that I was playing that I finished that I'm kind of still playing on top of Yakuza Kiwami 2 is Super Mario Odyssey. I finally finished it, actually. It was a fun game. It was awesome. Um, for those that probably already beat it, you you probably know that you need to get at least like 800 star, like power moons in the game to finish the whole game. I'm not going to do that because it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of effort into doing that. Um, I With the current forecast i see for the gaming sector i just want to move on to the next game (laughs) maybe maybe if i'm like on a plane again i'm gonna pick up super mario odyssey because the switch is just a really handy console yeah Um, and definitely when i'm flying out to hawaii for thanksgiving i'm gonna play that if i'm not playing mario party with my brother who will be sitting next to me (laughs) um yeah no i um i finished super mario odyssey it was a fun game i loved it i think it's Probably my second favorite Mario game, oh. like leading leading Mario game. Um, that's a you know what? That's a bold statement. Maybe third, actually. Maybe no, I'd say second. <laughs> so it would go of the th- the top three are Super Mario sixty four, including the DS version. I consider those the same game. Um, Super Mario Odyssey and um, Super Mario Sunshine would be my third one. Only because the flood mechanic and some of the levels are just really intense yeah for me yeah so we'll see and if you consider luigi's mansion part of the mainline mario franchise i will say that's my number one favorite mario franchise game okay the first luigi's mansion um and yeah those two games i just finished as i mentioned before about yakuza kiwami 2 and i'm still playing super mario party like i i'll have friends over some weekends and just play super mario party my girlfriend and i will just play the partner party mode and try to beat the computers as much as we can it's fun i love i like i love super mario party <laughs> i keep seeing this and i I've, I've said it many times in the past on previous podcasts but i love super mario party i think it's a really fun game I- everyone should play it i'm just curious what are some of the games just because i i haven't played it Oh man, some of the games could be full games. Like there's a soccer mini game that's like 60 seconds long and it feels like it could be a full game. It's so cool. Uh there's a baseball mini game that's also really fun that can last from 3 to 9 innings. Yeah. Um there's a game where you have to like move the like push your controller forward and move a barrel. Um like push your your like your character is standing on a barrel and you have to like um go to the end of the course. There's a game where you have to hold cases of nuts and shake them and then you'll see your controller will vibrate and it'll depend on if there's a lot of vibration there's a lot of nuts and whoever has the most nuts wins um there's a cooking mini game that's kind of like overcooked (laughs) basically think about 
Mario Party. Think about Overcooked but with Mario characters. Okay. And that's exactly what this game is called. This game is like. Um, so there's a lot of games that use the motion controls, but also there's also there's also games that just use the regular like, you know, standard controller layouts. Um, yeah, no, the the mini games are varied. I think it's really cool. There's a lot of things to do in Super Mario Party. Um, even though you play the same maps over and over again, you know, things happen, things change, and your friends become enemies, and your enemies enemies become friends. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's all I got to say about what I'm playing. I'm I'm gonna play Shenmue soon. I'm definitely gonna play it soon. That's all. When you when you're talking about the nuts game, I just thought of the slap chop infomercial. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna love like my that. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes you can make about when you're playing that game. Because you're shaking a box full of nuts. You're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Which one has the most? Um, gaming news. Let's talk about gaming news. Alright. Um so I guess for some insignificant things, uh PUBG's coming out to PS4. Finally. Yeah. Which is a little bit too late because obviously Fortnite and Fortnite's free. So mm, and uh Call of Duty Black Ops four. Yeah. But I guess one of the things they're promoting is the they have a few skins from Uncharted and The Last of Us to stay relevant Ooh. with PlayStation Four uh players, but it it's kind of past its time. And also it's not free, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they they rode that wave and now the wave is crashed and now they're just trying to pick the wave back up again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hopped on the bandwagon when I was talking about playing the mobile game and a pre like a podcast way back when, but it was fun for like a couple months after that. I just like got bored of it because it was just the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, ba- um, battle royale in general is is just kind of. It 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 can be repetitive. It's it's what you make it. So, yeah, yeah, and I feel like for a lot of people, maybe they might disagree with me, but perhaps Black Ops Four Blackout mode kind of fixed everything that PUBG did wrong, because it's a AAA title. They had a lot of time to work on it, and it kind of has the same things that um, PUBG had, like vehicles, for example. Fortnite doesn't have vehicles; they just have building. Um, uh. And Black Ops, they have vehicles, they have, like, the same kind of, like, realistic-looking weapons, whereas Fortnite's more of a cartoony style. And so I I would say that um, in the Battle Royale genre specifically, I would think that Black Ops 4 and PUBG would be competing against each other more than they would both be competing against Fortnite, simply because of the artistic style and the fact that you have to pay for either of those games, whereas anyone can play Fortnite. Yeah, pretty much. But that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to play Black Ops 4 or the Blackout mode. I'm I'm done with Battle Royale games. Yeah. For a long for a long time. Um Let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu released this yeah, week. Yeah, it's you know, it turns out that a lot of people got the game on the Discord, which is cool. I know. And now I'm thinking if I should get it, but I don't know if I want to yet. Um so basically, for those that don't know, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are two Pokemon games that are out for the Nintendo Switch. 
And I wouldn't say they're dumbed down. I would say they're more of a casual version of Pokemon where it's kind of easier to catch them. The whole point of the game is to catch the Pokemon and not to battle them. Um, yeah, it's just it's a fun game where you just catch Pokemon. And you can. it's also um, built with some Pokemon Go support. I don't know what that is exactly. I forget what, but I remember in the trailer they said that you could have your Pokemon in both games in some aspects. That's interesting, huh? Yeah. If I you mean, have both like, games... So if you have Pokemon Go and either Pikachu, Eevee, or oh, oh so Pikachu, yeah, let's go Eevee or let's go Pikachu. I was misunderstanding know? it. Like if you have both Pikachu and Eevee, and I was thinking, oh, and I was yeah, thinking, no. oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> oh no 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 no! If you have Pokemon Go or Pikachu or Eevee, yeah, yeah, it'll work with both games. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, that, I I feel like that's also a little too late. I know there's still a lot of dedicated people playing Pokemon Go. I saw a guy on the train the other day holding three phones, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, dude!" Yeah, the Pokemon Go crowd is it, it's going. Um, I get it. <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> oh my god, that was so unintentional. I <laughs> oh, I thought you did that on purpose. I was like, "Oh, I see what you did there." Oh, I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why Pokemon Go is still popular. Like like we announced er, some few months ago, they're in the works of making a Harry Potter version of this um, vo- Pokemon Go um, AR mapping game. So however, like just this style of game where it's just easy to use your phone and you just use your thumb is pretty simple. So I get it. I definitely get it. Um... And there's also a traditional Pokemon game coming out in the future, so. Yeah. Would you? Exactly. I know. Would you get Eevee or Pikachu? Um, There's a question or a comments about that, and I want to wait till the end to okay. talk about that. But uh, yes, I will talk about that at the end because I don't want to say anything right now. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I guess uh, my last news is that there's been a few leaks regarding the next generation of consoles. And so there was a leak for Xbox Scarlet, which is the code word for whatever the next generation Xbox is. And Mm -hmm. they announced, or not they announced, but the leak said that this console may not have a disk drive. Wow. I know. Which I was not expecting in next generation i was expecting it in next next generation yeah wow so they are very they're thinking forward yeah so i so this is what i think is going on because i understand marketing a lot more i think that this leak was to gauge perception of what people are like they want to know people they want to know from people do you want a disk drive or not? And this is what this leak represented. So they're waiting for the general public. Like, they're waiting for everyone to make their comments on it. And then, because mm. I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think they've started anything yet regarding really finalizing or doing production of the thing. So this is, like, something that they're probably discussing at the moment. Yeah, it's still like being conceptualized. Yes, it's still being conceptualized, so they're gauging the public. Ah, uh, but yeah, no, that makes sense. But the th- but the th- interesting thing will be 
whatever this audience will say, I think is going to dictate what PlayStation 4 does. Yeah. Well, sorry, I, what I PlayStation agree. does. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And I could see this killing GameStop and the whole used market as a whole because people won't be able to play the games anymore unless they come out with a disk drive that's going to be a separate peripheral that you plug into the system, which of course would mean more money for the company, but it would also mean they have to make a separate disk drive, which a lot of people will complain about, but they'll buy anyways. It would be interesting if you came out with two versions, so you had a streaming subscription version and or and you were able to actually buy um hard disks or you just like kept that all those options on it. Yeah. But but yeah. actually, I think I'm going too ahead of myself. Just because there's no disk drive does not necessarily mean it's going to a streaming subscription. But yeah. ne- necessarily, it it would just mean you buy digitally. Yeah, I think those would be the only two options you would have. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, if the if the drive has like five terabytes worth of space or something, then that would definitely entice people. I know, definitely. And on top of that, Xbox already has Game Pass, so making it into a subscription based system or and streaming system would not surprise me. But Yeah. Same here. Yeah. But I think that these next few months of what of this um leak are gonna it's going to determine the next gen the next gen. You should like yes. we should really pay attention to this news. This is gonna be major if it goes anti-disc because you bet that playstation is going to go anti-disc as well if that happens Ugh, yeah and i don't want that to happen but of course this is how the market works yeah exactly or they could just stay disc you know what they did before <laughs> you know it, it's true playstation uh, doesn't have to go anti-disc right now either and yeah. and like to be honest there is a there like there's a huge collector appeal still. It's not complete like the collector appeal is not completely screwed yet. People will always no. want a physical copy, just like how people always want some people want physical copy of books. So it's not dead at all. Yeah, or like vinyl records. People yes, want vinyl. Still. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Again, this is all speculation and yes, nothing nothing's concrete yet, but. Hey, I mean, it's interesting to talk about because we'll see what happens in the future. The the future of gaming is bright, but there's also some dark spots to it. And this is how it always is. This is how it's always going to be. Oh, yes, definitely. We as gamers just have to vote with our wallets. Yes, vote with your wallet. The console race is fun. This This is a fun time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Technically, the Switch is a console, but it's also a portable, so it confuses me. And I always consider it more of a portable than a than like a like a physical console that you put on the ground or so on a table. I mean, but yeah, no, I I totally get that. Yeah, and I like that it's I like that it's both because there's a whole market. The, the it'll like it like shakes up the whole market basically. There's a yeah. whole market for for that kind of thing, and Nintendo's leading it right now. Pretty much. I think that's really cool. Like, Sony has kind of failed at the whole handheld market, and Microsoft never joined. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see that Nintendo took it over, kept it, and also reinvented it in the process. Yeah. And if you think about it, Xbox or Microsoft in general is sort of trying to get the PC market as PC gaming market as well. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of cool that they're doing that though. Yeah. It would be crazy if all of these consoles just segregated into their own paths. Yeah. Like completely different paths. Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Still it's still the current, you know? Yes. We'll see what happens. This is gonna be good. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome few next few years, you know? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so my final piece of news is that Fallout 76 launched recently. And for those that don't know, I'm actually a pretty big Fallout fan. Not in the not in the the, the retrospect of it being, uh, being in the lore of the franchise. Like I don't really know too much about the lore of the franchise. I only know as much as the games tell me. I don't read every book in the game. Um, but I started playing three back in the day. Um, I played four. I played uh, New Vegas. And now 76 came out, so, I mean, I want to play that one once the bugs stop appearing, because I know that there's a lot of people that are having problems with some bugs. Um, and I've already, I've, already, I've expressed this before, that I, this is one of the games that I want to wait for, simply because it's I feel like it's not done yet. And, of course, games like this will, quote-unquote, never be done. They're always going to be a, kind of a work in progress. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, because I think that this game's going to, be bigger than it is now there's going to be a lot of changes in the future Uh, this is kind of like season one of this game and it's going to change a lot for those that don't know fallout 76 is the latest title in the fallout franchise first person or third person open world game there's no npcs you there's only players in the game and you have to talk to each other well not really have to talk to each other but you can kill each other you can trade with each other etc etc there's kind of a funny thing that happened recently where these guys launched three nukes at the same time in the same spot and they crashed the server. So for some context on that, there's like nuclear missiles that you can access in the game. Apparently they're really hard to get to, but I guess these guys found a way around that. And so they launched three nukes and the purpose of launching the nukes is one to be able to clear an area two to destroy a rival team's area three to create a different environment with different creatures and like better loot. So think of Fallout 76 as kind of like an online game, but think of it as um, Skyrim with guns or just any 3D 3D Fallout game, but um, in an online setting. And there's a lot of rules and restrictions for playing online. For example, you can't always, if you kill someone like and you die, you're going to keep all your stuff. Like that's one of the nice things that they mentioned at, uh, at their at Bethesda's E3 conference. Um but yeah, no, overall, I'm going to wait for the game to be quote-unquote finished when they finish all the bugs. Um, we'll see. And this game does not have an offline mode at all. This only has no. an online mode? That's correct, but okay. you could play by yourself. Ah. Like, you could choose not to play with other people. So there's a quote-unquote single-player single player aspect to it, but um, you're forced to play by yourself. For if sure. You, I mean, you, you're, not, you're not forced to. You can choose to play by yourself. And... um. It's not on Steam as well. You have to buy it through the Bethesda site, which is something that I 
I'm trying to see and wait and see what happens because I I've done this with other software before like for example Origin I don't really like Origin that much I don't like Uplay I don't like Epic's Battle whatever yeah Epic's uh whatever you know Epic's basically version of Steam um hell I don't really like uh BattleNet either Blizzard's BattleNet I'm not a huge fan of it um maybe it's just it's because I just like everything in one spot but of course all these companies have to come out with their own versions of their of the, their things but that's the way the world works that's the state of gaming nothing wrong with that just expressing my my dissatisfaction at it yep um i hate having separate accounts that's just what it comes down to yeah and i've always considered removing accounts but then i thought i might lose the game if i do that so i'm just gonna have to just keep it there you know yeah but that's it fallout 76 seems to be doing well overall I think that people are taking kindly to it since it is a Fallout game and it's the next main series Fallout game. And definitely, and it brought a lot of hype at E3. So I think it lived up to the hype to a certain extent. We'll only see what happens from here on out. For sure. All right. Shall we move on to questions? Yeah. All right. So let's do this. We have one from, we have two from our Discord. One of them was about Final Fantasy fifteen that Kev uh, mentioned. Um, he asks, I know a lot of us may have stopped playing, paying attention to Final Fantasy XV's DLC, but what do you think about the second wave of DLC getting abruptly canceled? Um, overall, we kind of answered this in the in the previous podcast, so we I don't really want to touch on it right now. Touch on the subject right now, since I will be kind of repeating ourselves. Yeah, um, uh, uh, um, episode seventy-eight is pretty comprehensive on how we feel. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and Divine Eater Aron's question on the Discord is also Pikachu or Eevee. So I was going to talk about this previously. Um, I don't think I'm going to get either <laughs> right now, but. If you're asking about which Pokemon I would rather have, <laughs> I would say to, to battle Pikachu, but to keep as a pet, it would be Eevee. I would rather have Eevee. Eevee can turn into whatever the hell it wants, and I think I that's want, awesome. I want, to, I want to keep Eevee as Eevee, though. I think Eevee's cute. Eevee is very cute. Its evolved forms are also cute, though, if it just so happens that way. Like, you know how I forgot what the moon and the dark... Um, evolved forms are, but they're 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 based on friendship. So it's like Umbreon and Espeon. Yeah, there you go. So it's if, if I think if you're just friends with your Eevee a lot, it'll turn into something. Or you know, you use a stone. I like the, <laughs> you're like oh, <laughs> I like the creativity of what an Eevee can turn into, and they're all cute. They're all cute versions. Yeah, my favorite is uh, Jolteon, but I'm afraid that if I try to touch it, it'll poke me because it's so spiky. That I've thought about that before. It is very spiky. I always thought about that. Every time I look at Jolteon, I'm like, damn, if I pet that thing, it's going to cut my hand. <laughs> I am a huge Flareon. Flareon is my favorite version of Eevee. Nice. Yes. Very nice. That's cute. Yes. Um, if you got a Switch, which one would you get? Oh, I'd get the Eevee one. I don't even know what the... Di- <laughs> I don't know what the hell the differences are. I'm assuming the difference is just like night and day, like, you know, choosing between blue and red. Oh, my God. Do we need to talk about that Pikachu movie? 
Yeah, let's talk about it because we both watched the trailer. Ah. Um, I don't know. Whenever I see or hear Ryan Reynolds' voice, I just think of Deadpool. And the Pikachu character in the trailer kind of reminded me of Deadpool because he was witty and he was like, he had like really fast quips and he was jokey. And so I was like, wow, this is just Deadpool in a Pikachu body. I just realized I don't, after watching this trailer, I realized I don't want Pikachu in a stu- in a real stylized form in for movies. And I don't want a Mr. Mime either. Oh, good Lord. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, that thing freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, they're not cute. Oh, when you're in a 2D cartoon, it, it's just much more cuter and adorable. And, you know, you'd think that Pikachu is fluffy and it's like, okay, but there's something about it that irks me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because they're trying to make it look realistic. You know what I would? That's all. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind a Pokemon movie that would say that's in 3D, but say the 3D style of Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah, like an animated 3D style, not like a live action yeah, 3D exactly. style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be no, I feel theater. it. Yeah, and I, I would kind of want to see that, actually. Like, like, like Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon world 3D version. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. But, you know, one can dream. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, the Pikachu movie, Detective Pikachu, is about this guy who's trying to find out what happened to his father, and he finds a Pikachu in his house that has a detective hat on, and the Pikachu can speak English, and he can understand it, but no one else can understand the Pikachu but him, and the Pikachu is voiced by Ryan Reynolds, and the movie also stars Ken Watanabe, and the whole thing is just confusing to me, because it's apparently based on a video game called detective pikachu but i'm wondering why they made this movie live action made this a live action pokemon movie as opposed to picking something else into a live action pokemon movie who i don't know maybe even knows yeah i mean i feel like this is long overdue there's a lot of things recently that i felt like were long overdue (laughs) maybe because maybe because we didn't have the technology back then maybe because people were not too ambitious maybe because people didn't have enough money but at the end of the day it's like the Pokemon craze is still lasting. I get it. It's a it's a worldwide phenomenon. But there is a point when there are several points in the Pokemon franchise's history when I felt like it was huge. For example, 2016 summer of Pokemon Go. That's when Pokemon was huge, not just for Pokemon fans, but for everyone. Yeah. Who didn't like Pokemon in the beginning or didn't know what Pokemon was. That was some people's um, introduction to Pokemon. Pokemon Go. Exactly, and that's perfect because it's the first generation of Pokemon, so they knew all the Pokemon by name. Yeah. And. I'm sure people started watching the anime as well, you know, to coincide with the release of it. And they're like, what's Pokemon? Let's watch the anime and find out more. And, you know, the movies were popular. Whenever the When the first movie came out, it was super popular back in, like, 1999. Um, when the games came out in the U.S., they were popular back in 1995. So it's like there were these phases where Pokemon was super, super popular. But now it's like I'm not saying it's fizzling out. I'm just still saying it's still super popular. But I feel like a live action movie has been long overdue. And I didn't I don't know why they didn't make it sooner. Yeah, for sure. I and I agree as well. Like we've gone through twenty five years, thirty years, third almost. I think thirty years of Pokemon. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Then again, I will say Pokemon is a Japanese game, so it would make sense that a lot of the stuff that comes out of it comes or is managed and improved by the Japanese side so there may have been a lot of ideas 
thrown our way in the past 20 years just didn't pass. Yeah, that always happens. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the questions for the Discord. Yeah. So I guess we'll end this podcast and talk about uh, Marvel and uh, Stan Lee, who I think as of today, he passed away four days ago, four or five days ago of this recording. Yeah. Yeah, it's very tragic. And for those that don't know Stan Lee, he was the creator of some of the biggest Marvel characters. He wasn't really the creator of marvel itself as a brand but he was more of a a visionary and idealist artist everything underneath the sun for marvel at some at one point um he and jack kirby created a lot of characters and a lot of memorable memorable characters some of the ones that we know today um so he passed away at the age of 95 due to health complications basically he was just getting old and you know it was his time definitely um i think that the silver lining in a lot of this is that Stan Lee uh, died of old age, which you don't hear about as often anymore these days. People will have diseases and they'll die very early, earlier than expected. So it's nice to know that, uh, you know, people like Stan Lee and I think, um, I think Jack Kirby, like they, they lived long lives. Yeah, long, fruitful, influencing lives. They definitely had a huge influence on a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that's really I think it's really cool that they inspired a lot of people to create things and to become heroes themselves. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then even Steve Ditko died this year as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was going to happen in our lifetime, you know. The crazy thing about all of this is that the founders of Marvel um as we that was started are passing away as the movie marvel universe as the avengers is coming to an end therefore ending this generation of marvel and yeah. looking into the I mean, it's future kind of, it's almost poetic it's cool yeah it's cool that they got to see the movies though they got to see their creations come to the big screen at some point yeah which is very true. I realize you're right. Oh, what? It is poetic. Sorry, it is poetic. That's I wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy because when Stanley died, I didn't realize how many things that I love are Marvel. Because I think Mar, you know, you think of Marvel, the superhero genres, pretty oversaturated at this point, um, which makes sense because that's the trend. But, you know, movies like Big Hero 6 and Captain America Winter Soldier are some of my favorite movies of all time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy, uh, you know, how much of an impact he's had. And I didn't even realize it until I reflected on it a bit. I thought um, there's a quote that Kevin Smith um, from Clerks, he said about Stan Lee. And it's a bit paraphrased, but I think the summarizes how I feel about Stan Lee and then uh, Ditko and Kirby. But he says, uh, we don't know who wrote the Greek mythologies, but we know who wrote the new mythologies. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's, oh, wow, that's, that's nice. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Those are my thoughts about Stan Lee. Yeah. I I mean, I never met the guy, but I miss him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I miss him in the fact that he... He he touched us in a way that a lot of creators don't, meaning that he did things in the entertainment space that a lot of people dream of doing, you know, like creating this, this basically universe of characters and having a huge influence. Even when he got older, after all these characters were said and done, he still had some, you know, influence over them. He still had some way of touching those characters. And the way the direction that they went in, definitely. And for the fans of the movies too, I think uh, since I'm not a huge comic book fan, I I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that everything from his little cameos to <laughs> him executive producing the movies were was really cool. And I read that they filmed enough uh, cameos for the next few movies, so I I don't know how they're gonna add them in. Oh. like I don't know I don't know if they green screened everything for his cameos or what. We'll see. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Rest in peace, Stanley. Yes. Have a have a good time on the other side. Definitely. Oh, and then uh one one final note I have about Stanley because I recently not recently, but several months ago I went to Seattle and I went to the Museum of Pop, which at that time was having a Marvel comic exhibit. Mm-hmm. And everything Marvel and uh, it's people like uh, Stan Lee, Ditko, and then Jack Kirby. So when they were starting up these comics, it came during a time it was aligned with the World Wars and the Cold War, all the, all of these characters. And so they were creating these characters as um, a way to give hope to people uh, that uh, that the good guy will prevail. So, yeah. But yeah, all all of these heroes created are to be heroes. So yeah. And Stanley himself was a hero. Yep. But yes, rest in peace. All right. Well, that will about close us out for the podcast. Uh, make sure you go to www.downtime.live to check out our website. Click on the community link on the left bottom left corner of our website to join our discord ask us questions at contact at downtime.live the old-fashioned way make sure that you leave us a review on apple music or itunes and we'll read it on the podcast leave us a comment on youtube or um Podbean, not Podbean. <laughs> youtube is it youtube and we do uh, have Podbean. you can leave comments on Podbean. i think so I think technically you can leave a comment on every platform we oh. have. Technically. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Leave us a comment on anything and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll, we'll mention yes. it. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening to the 79th episode of Downtime Podcast. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>